welcome to MFC Worldwide, the weekly radio broadcast originating from MFC Ministries in Morgantown, West Virginia, USA, and featuring Apostle Joe Perosic and Pastor Rena Perosic. Join us now as we look into God's Word and learn how it still applies to our lives today. You can be set free. You can be healed. You can be blessed. You can be born again, all through placing your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And now for today's message from MFC Ministries on this edition of MFC Worldwide. I remember in my 30s, you know, thinking I could solve every problem with my mouth by telling everybody what to do. And you realize that you haven't lived long enough yet. <laughs> Are you with me? Well, you know, I, I was thinking driving up here this morning, those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. <laughs> they shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord, to wait. And I was thinking the power of prayer and waiting versus thinking and doing. It's taken a lifetime, and I'm still not where I want to be, but I'm better than I was 30 years ago. You know, I, the power of waiting and praying and letting God do His work thoroughly so you don't have another fire to put out next year, next month, five years later. When you ask God to repair your marriage, you just got to let Him get in. And then when He tears, you know, when He, when he knocks the walls down because He don't like where they're at, and He starts to rearrange the house, you can't get all worked up because, see... If you're insecure, you'll think you're suffering loss, and the whole point is you're having gain. You just don't look like it yet. You know, when you remodel, there's an expected end, right? You have an expected end when you start to remodel your house. What do you do? First thing you do is tear it up really bad. And if it's a bad house, you tear it up. You really, really gut it, and all that's left is two before studs, no wiring, and a roof on a foundation. It's almost uninhabitable, but you have to stay because it's your house. <laughs> Amen. And then God begins to put new things in. And uh, while he's doing that, that's where you learn. Those of you who've remodeled houses, you probably did more, learn more about construction when you were remodeling, when the house was being remodeled than you ever did when it was complete. See, the learning stage is when God comes to your life to remodel it. It's just thought in the best looking stage. But it is the stage, buddy, where you see, well, I didn't know the roof was rotten. I didn't know that wires, them, them neutral wires weren't tight in my breaker box. Could have had a fire. Then you'll realize how much God kept you from. Because when you realize how to build right, you realize what you build wrong. And when you do that, you see, my God, it's a wonder we survive. <laughs> I could say that. It's, I've, I've gone out with zeal, and when you're young, you're like Moses. Let me kill him, I'll set you free, you know what I mean? But when you get older, you realize that that's not how it works, and you can't fix people, because it, it takes time for God to change people. Anyway, back to Matthew 4.17. Uh, the first thing Jesus did was he called people. Amen. From that time on, this is after his experience with the devil, he was sifted. And uh, I'm, I'm, for some, I, I'm obviously teaching apostolic lately, and I could tell, and there's, I don't know, it's just what's coming out. But 
You know, Jesus had his skirmish with the devil himself. And a lot of times if you try to go into ministry and you haven't had your skirmish with the devil, you don't know what's in you. You know, the devil came and he found nothing in Jesus. That was the whole point of Jesus, them writing this scripture down. And he says, man does not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And that was Jesus' answer to the devil was scripture. And if Jesus, being the Son of God, and have never sinned, and walked in all the gifts of the Holy Ghost, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, you know, just pick one. He had miracles, faith. He, he was an apostle, so he had all the other ministries combined into one. But he still quoted scripture to the devil. He didn't quote his own words. He quoted his father's words. And so after that skirmish, the first thing he does in verse 17, he says, For that time, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So he, he has his message. I don't, I don't think you have your message in, yet until you've been sifted enough to know if you really have it. See, how do you know you have a message that can set somebody free if you haven't gotten free? You don't know you're free. You have to have victories. You really do. I've always struggled with Christians that tell everybody what to do, but they haven't had any victories. Please forgive me. I know it's just advice, but you, if you're going to impart something to somebody and, be, and begin to be a tutor or a teacher, you better look at yourself really good and see what you're going to leave them. Because you're going to leave them the other things you got too. That's just the way that works. You, it's like your kids. Did you notice they pick up both habits? The old guy and the new guy? No, somebody should still leave me up here on that one by myself. You mean your kids don't act like you? They didn't pick up your bad habits as well as your good ones? Anyway. So the next thing he does is he calls people. What I thought was really, really cool is Jesus called people who were willing to walk away from what they had. That's a, that's a big indicator. You, it, this will locate you. See, you say, where are you going? I'm really going to where we, you're sent out. That's what this is about. Because churches are really supposed to mend them and send them, and, and it's supposed to bring them in, teach them. Then it's supposed to, they're supposed to follow around and see how it works. And then they're sent out and held accountable. You really want to be some kind of ministry gift? I just told you the whole, the whole gamut, really, in those three steps. Now, what goes on in those three steps is totally different. But the three steps are, is you're called, you're trained by, you're, you're called, you're taught, you're trained by the experiences, and then you're sent out to do the job. And uh, I, was, I was wondering this morning, you know, I always pray when I come to church and God always says something to me between here and Fairmont. And I was asking him about, where are all the people that wanted to be preachers like the 80s? Where, where is everybody? Because in the 80s and up to 90, everybody you met was called to be a minister, you know. And it sounds really funny, but I believe this is what he said. He said, well, some of it, he didn't say all of it. He said, some of it is they look at mega churches and they don't feel like they can ever be that, so it's easier for them to just get in a megachurch and feel like something rather than to go fight to fight individually. Do you understand what I said? Because when you fight to fight individually, you've got to go to your neighbor. You've got to start going to your neighborhood. You've got to start evangelizing at work. It's easier to go be part of something great that makes you feel good than it is to fight with the ground troops. Because the ground troops, even in a battle... Nobody even knows their names, but they win the fights. Somebody gives orders, but they fight the fight. See, I think the fight is fought right here. 
And personally, you know, that's my arena. You know, like, I don't mind that arena. That arena is good for me. Like, you can set me in a group and ground where it's not nice and the people are unsaved and they're cussing and fighting and everything. I'm okay in that environment. So anyway, he calls them, he feeds them himself, he teaches, and then he goes into the Sermon on the Mount. How many, I mean, I know you know this. My goodness, that's, my God, that's one of the best, that's one of the best things you could ever read is that he covered more in two or three chapters about every topic. If you want to be diversified, read that sermon over and over and over again because it touches relationships, giving, everything. It touches so many things. You're hearing, take heed that you do not, you're giving. It says don't give your money before people so they know what you're giving. I mean, it covers humility, Prayer teaches to pray. You know, he teaches them to give them the Lord's Prayer. Forgiveness. I mean, really, you could almost take this and it'd give you several years worth of implementation, don't you think? Decades to, to, to do that. So he calls them and they follow him immediately. And he preaches and teaches to them. And so what's going on during that time? They are being seated. God will put you around something to seed you with truth. For years, okay, uh, those great fundamental truths. I'm, I'm a. This is a little side journey because this scripture. Uh, I just wanted to say it just because it's so good. Did you ever want to do that? Matthew seven thirteen. Enter into the straight gate. That means if you're going to follow God, it looks different. You're going to enter a straight gate. Straight would mean narrow. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And many there be which go uh, in, into it. This next one's tough to swallow if you actually believe it, the word, and Jesus said it. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leads to life, and few there be that find it. Did you ever think of that? How privileged you are and how great God was to you that you found the gate? It says here that only a few find the gate. That's a scary thought. You could have missed the gate. You may live and die with people that never get in. It's very painful to think of. I've looked at people. I've got, I mean, I've got people I've got 30 years in. And I look at them and I think, my God, they might not make it. I had somebody that I knew very well, and the Lord told me when they died, they didn't make it. It was devastating because I could feel the terrors of hell. I could feel the terrors of hell, and my spirit was so grieved. You ought to thank God you're going. Just, that was just a side little, let's throw that in just because. Number two, he modeled it. Luke 8, uh, two, 2 through 3. From when he came down from the mountain, a great multitudes followed him. Now, this is what the disciples got to see. And there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if it be thy will, uh, thou can make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand. And touched him, saying, I will, and thou be clean. And immediately the leprosy was cleansed. 
And now, after Jesus preached to them and taught them, he began to have them with him to, to watch his ministry. Now, here you lose a lot of people because they say, I have to go to the ball game. My son's here, my mother's there, and all these things are going on. Because this requires a, a sacrificial part of your life to follow somebody. And to follow and not do anything and just watch. A lot of people just can't do that. They feel like they're not doing anything, but they don't realize the whole time they're doing that, they're picking up theology. Thank you for listening to this edition of MFC Worldwide. We pray that this anointed message has been a blessing to your life. In the book of John, chapter 14 and verse 6, God's Word says that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes unto God the Father in any other manner than through accepting, believing, and confessing that the shed blood of Jesus has cleansed them of their sins, and that He truly is the risen Savior and Lord of their life. For more information on the gospel message of Jesus Christ, you can visit our website at mfcministries.net. Here is where you can find MFC Ministries services with Apostle Joe Perosic and Pastorina Perosic. Our service times are Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. On our website, you can also view archived messages and you can listen to audio of past radio shows and sermons. You can also view our television show, Believe Right, by visiting believeright.tv. Don't forget, you can email your prayer requests or questions that you might have for Apostle Joe or Pastorina to media at mfcministries.net. That email address, once again, is media at mfcministries.net. And join us again next week here on this station at this time for another message from God's Word with Apostle Joe Perosic and MFC Ministries on MFC Worldwide.